0: This is probably gonna be my last podcast. Um, we're approaching second number twenty-one, and uh, I'm running out of oxygen. So we've talked about a lot of nerdy things. Uh, gone through some nerdy stuff, and
1: who are like you every- talking to? Uh,
0: I- I'm just. I'm just. Making a, a recording for the for what for for nothing just yeah I'm, I'm doing Wh- a podcast who, is, who
1: are you talking to I'm just not
0: nothing nothing forget it forget it
1: we're not done and and
0: and, and poc- I,
1: I we're guess... not done ah!
0: so we saw Endgame <laughs> <laughs> did you
1: I hope so because this will be a spoiler filled review
0: yeah let's go ahead and get that at the beginning.
1: Because awesome. I'm not good at non spoiler reviews because I want to be specific.
0: Sorry, just had to stop my recording for my recording.
1: Casey, the bit's over. <laughs> <laughs> the bit's never over. No, it is, because this is the no, like end cert- of the phase. No,
0: there are certain like certain things in this movie, the bit is never over.
1: Oh god, yeah. We'll get into that. <laughs> so
0: let's start from the beginning. Or let's start overall.
1: Did you like the movie?
0: I very much did, and now that I've had time to process, to take in, to absorb, to poop a few times, I love this movie, but I don't I don't know about the rewatchability of it.
1: One, that's really TMI for your feelings.
0: Everybody poops. There's a book.
1: There is indeed. There's also a book called Go to Sleep. Yeah. All good choices to read to your children. Um. Anyway, I did like the movie, but I agree. I don't know if I will ever watch it again. That's fair. It hurts. It hurts a lot.
0: You can watch the middle again.
1: Yeah, but then I know what happens.
0: Do you, do you know what happens before you watch it again?
1: Yeah, so it kind of the rewatching i know what it's all leading to and so i don't know how much i can enjoy the lead up to it
0: but what about the other movies that are all leading into this
1: they're separate but equal but they're not the same movie
0: i like the wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff
1: i no i fully enjoyed like the experience and like the middle section is as I keep saying, 100% fan service, and I'm pretty sure I've read a fan fiction about that somewhere, but it it, it hurts knowing what it leads to.
0: So, if you didn't gather from all that, uh, the movie is very, that has a very clear line between acts.
1: Yes, it is a three-act movie <laughs> with very specific separations. Yes, they're
0: like, this movie is three hours because it is three one-hour episodes.
1: Yep, pretty much it's three either TV episodes or three short movies.
0: Yep. All into one package.
1: Pretty much. And it really, like, we were in the theater, I'm just like, act two. Yes. Act three.
0: Yep. They are not so subtle about the act breaks. No,
1: it's pretty... I li- don't think
0: I've ever seen a movie where the act breaks are so clear (laughs)
1: and so like i don't know if that's like in a general sense writing wise i don't know if that's a good thing but it worked for this movie
0: yeah i mean well i i was saying before i think it does work because other movies feel like a bunch of movies rolled into one and this was multiple movies rolled into one but they were served separately separately at different times uh, and I
1: think that works because of the type of movie it was. Because it was a big come together movie,
0: right? This is all six issues of a six issue miniseries. Each like,
1: I- each section getting two issues.
0: Yes, the the it's it's like the annual event, the annual crossover event, uh, which
1: it technically is. Yes, it is. <laughs>
0: it definitely is. But this was like the one where this is the comic book miniseries that the company pushed, like, the big one, you know? Yeah. So it very much... It felt more like a comic book than probably any other movie. Oh,
1: yeah. No, this was 100% a comic book movie. Like, they have never leaned more in to being a comic book franchise.
0: Which is interesting, considering that all of the other... For the most part, all of the other Russo stuff, even Infinity War, was very grounded. Yep. This was the one that... W- Flew off of the ground.
1: But I think it was also the one most safe to do that. Yeah. So, like, people were going to go see this movie. This movie was going to be a success. So no matter what they did, no matter, like, how far they leaned into something, it was going to be a successful movie. So they had a lot more freedom.
0: And that being said, there were very few choices that, that I was not on board with.
1: No, I would say there's two point five meh three.
0: Okay. I know the two very clearly, so let's let's go ahead and get those out of the way because I like to talk about positive things, but there are a couple of glaring things that we need to address, and then we can get to the silliness. Uh it worked for one scene, but
1: Oh, oh Thor and his mighty Lebowski glory.
0: Yeah. It, it was a choice. Big
1: Lebowski. Sorry. It was a choice? It was a choice. And, like, I get that Chris Hemsworth feels stagnant in Thor. But, like, he was very successful in, like, pivoting that character in the last Thor movie.
0: Right. So I, I'm surprised that they wanted to change it up again, considering how well Ragnarok and Infinity War worked. Because he had he had probably my favorite dramatic moment yeah. in all of Infinity War and, with and, Rocket.
1: Yeah, and Thor is good with, like, like, he has evolved into a character that's really good with the balance of humor and, like, drama. Yeah. But he's, and he's, like, one walking fat joke, and that, and sure, you can get the, I was depressed, I, quote, unquote, let myself go, because, you know, all bodies are beautiful, you're allowed to be whoever you want to be, but... The fact that you play it for a joke when we first see him...
0: And the fact that you play Fortnite,
1: <laughs> the, when yeah, that could too. play anything else... Uh, but the fact that you play it for a joke when we see him, like, you make a point that his appearance and all of that is a joke. Then you keep him that way for the rest of the movie means that every time you see him, that... And, like, you keep playing it for a joke. Like, his appearance has become a joke for the whole movie... Which means that anytime he's trying to have, like, a good scene, like scenes with his mother, or scenes, like, even the scene, like, when they go fight Thanos for the first time, it means that it's all undercut by the fact that you're a walking visual joke. And it's not that, like, here's the thing. If, if they wanted to make Thor, you know, out of shape, overweight, whatever, fine. The fact that you make it a joke... Like, the fact that that's, like, your big punchline when we first see Thor and that you carry it through and you keep re-bringing it up as a punchline means that I can't take any of his scenes seriously. And so any of the emotional depth from his scenes are lost. It, and I realize this, like, thinking more about it. If you hadn't played it as that, if you had played it more towards his depression, yeah, I probably would have taken it more seriously. Yeah,
0: just, like, after that initial scene and the shock of it being like... Yeah, he's. It's gonna take him some time to yeah. recover. Uh, yeah.
1: Like, and I get Tony Stark's joke calling him like the Big Lebowski because it makes sense. It it's a harkening back to the first, you know, Avengers where he calls him Point Break. Yeah. So like, and that's fine. Like, if you had like,
0: and that's just a throwaway thing. It's not like a constant.
1: No, break. but they constantly keep bringing it up. Like it's it's in almost all of his scenes, or at least all of his major solo scenes.
0: And it also, I mean. Because he's beaten down and and weakened emotionally and everything, it makes me wonder if he's truly air quote worthy yeah. of the power of Thor. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a visual representation that makes me question if he's strong enough to hold two weapons.
1: Yep, and I mean they make a point of saying he's still worthy, it but it doesn't feel connected.
0: Yeah, I was just th- I was just hoping that maybe there was a point where. He
1: He would lightning off everything.
0: Maybe, but if if not that, at least have the moment of like, Alright, I can do this mm-hmm. and and you know
1: Yeah. But be it, worthy
0: what, again. Because he didn't seem like it and then he could just have this moment of like maybe with his mother being like,
1: Yes, well, I mean, here like, I go,
0: and now I can feel
1: I mean that's I can I, handle two weapons. I think that's what they were trying to do with the scene with his mom and then when he calls the hammer and like he's like, I'm still worthy Cause that's like one of his lines, like I get that, and but,
0: but he ended up just stealing from himself.
1: He is, he ends up stealing from himself, and like the timey-wiminess of this movie is you, you can't think too hard about it, and they try to explain it away with like science, but really don't think too hard about it. Um, but it's just like they I I get I think what they were trying to do maybe, it but. Their execution of it just didn't work, and so all of his like big moments, you're just like, are you still doing this? Yeah. And I didn't want to feel that way about Thor because yeah, I like Thor. He
0: has become one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite characters in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And with other people leaving the the Avengers or like leaving the MCU, I was like, I need someone to to hold on to. I need someone to to. I don't know. Cling to sounds bad, but like I, I need that character that I can uh, invest in, and so because of Thor Ragnarok and Infinity War, that was Thor for me, and mm-hmm. now I'm just like I don't know, I don't know anymore. It,
1: it makes me worry that like the really good Thor we got was a fluke.
0: I mean, I well, I just think they've turned him into like the comic version of Volstag, which is a different, you mm-hmm. know. Like, well, we already had him and we killed him off. So to me it seems like a step backwards because they're making him a different character. Well, they're
1: making him a parody. Yeah. Like they're making they're making Thor a joke. Whereas before they didn't know what to do with him. Then they were like, Oh here, and people really like that. He's funny, so let's like do that. Yeah. And then you just do it so much that now the character like you're undercutting everything I think, else. I think
0: Thor Ragnarok made him address that he is funny. And this one made him a joke. And those are two different things.
1: Yes. 100%. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So let's jump over to another person who's had some interesting changes in this movie. Uh, Bruce Banna.
1: Bruce Banna. Uh, We get reintroduced. Oh, that sounds so weird in my head. I had an echo in my head. Um, We get reintroduced to Bruce having made reconciliations with the Hulk, which is interesting because we had Bruce in Infinity War um, not being able to turn into the Hulk. So we get to miss any... We miss all of his development. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also not my favorite thing. The fact that, like, the whole setup you had of him in Ragnarok and Infinity War, we skip. We skip everything. And go to Bruce already, like hipster hulk and he's you know in the hulk body but he's the bruce banner mind and he's just kind of like chilling and taking selfies with kids
0: yeah they didn't really explain it very much
1: no he's just like i found my balance which is great i really wish we could have seen some of that development and so we actually don't see mark ruffalo at all except for the very uh the one scene with um, the Sorcerer Supreme, Tilda Swinton.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, it's it's all... And for the most... It didn't bother me as much. Well, that's
1: part of what made it feel most like a comic book movie. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, we're taking this seriously. Okay. Like, this... Like, it's not the... The visual thing of him turning in and out of the Hulk.
0: Yeah. I just... <clears throat> and I was waiting. I thought they would address it in Infinity War... And they didn't really do it. And they didn't really address it in this movie either. But I was wondering if they were even going to, like, touch on the the romance between him and Natasha that they built up in old Age of Ultron.
1: I think they touched on that there was like were... a
0: There was, like, a look and a glance in this one. And there was there a was moment like... in Infinity War, but it's just, like, okay. I
1: think that all the bad stuff going on... You have... There's two different ways romantic storylines can go. Generally, people lean into tragedy brings you together. And on this one, I think tragedy destroyed what they could have had. Yeah. Not that I think that their romantic relationship was overly developed, but they did lean, like, they they backed away from it and settled into whatever they needed to do as singular characters versus becoming a relationship.
0: Yeah, I was just... I was like, I wish there's a little bit. I mean, the most acknowledgement we got of it was actually Thor Ragnarok was with,
1: <laughs> with the, the
0: sun's getting real low. You know,
1: <laughs> yep, that's so I I agree. Like it was a little weird that we like got so far away from it, but I feel like they abandoned almost any development with uh
0: Bruce. Yeah.
1: They just didn't do it. <laughs> or but, they skipped it. Yeah. So we in that 5 years in which he found himself, apparently he and Natasha just like Went their separate ways, but we don't get to know any of that story.
0: Yeah. They're like, ah, oh, it's cool. Unless
1: that's what her movie's going to be. <laughs> I or, doubt it. Yeah, probably <laughs> I think not. it's going
0: to be a Cool spy movie. Maybe, like, the whole Budapest thing they keep talking about. Maybe.
1: I would like Budapest, but Jeremy Renner, no offense, will, does not look the right age, and I don't know if I want to see a whole movie of de-aged Jeremy Renner in them.
0: I I don't... Like, if, if it was there, it would only be part of it.
1: Yeah, I... Because I don't I think... Would,
0: I th- I think this is the the time to really showcase her. Yeah. And so... I, don't I would
1: also really like if they acknowledge the background that she has with, like, the Red Room and Winter Soldier.
0: Yeah. So... That would be cool. Yeah. We'll see. I
1: don't know. I would also do with... If they decided not to do a movie and did an anthology series of all of her really cool stuff that she did beforehand. It yeah. would also be interesting. I'd be down. Yep.
0: I'd be down. So, let's try and go through this
1: uh roller coaster
0: yes uh so the beginning we have uh act one yes act one act one there was no there's no lead in or anything nope, it we... was just like well we're right here no
1: it's like it really just like slid from previews into movie yeah <laughs> which there... is interesting
0: yeah there was no like title cards or anything it was just like oh we have hockey and his family and we know what that means.
1: Yep. It's the scene where that we didn't see in Infinity War, where Hawkeye is with his family, and then they all go to dust. Yep. Every Dusted. single one of them. So that we get the setup for his development.
0: Dust it up, my Hawkeye.
1: Ow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, the, the I saw one thing. It was like, the movie is so dark in the first 30 minutes and gloomy that you'd think it was a DC movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, we did just also rewatch Aquaman. That's not that gloomy.
0: No, but... But the I other ones was, were. I thought it was funny. No. But they... Yeah, it, it's... I don't know. It felt... I bought it, though, because it seemed like if half the world just disappeared and died, uh, it it genuinely seemed like what would be the aftermath for that. Well, that, Minus that a, kid... I said that word, but that the kid that Ant Man runs into okay. is just well, like. Well,
1: I mean, you're so just being weird, kid. I well, I also think he's just like, what are you talking about? Now I'm sad again because I'm thinking of all the people that I lost. Because he looked like he was wiping, like wiping away, like a tear as he went away. But what I what I did enjoy about Hawkeye's scene with his family is that we get to see what happened to everyone else who wasn't aware. of... Of the Thanos thing. Yeah. Like, everyone that we saw at the end of Infinity War saw the snap and they knew why. Do you know what I mean? I felt
0: like they somewhat did that with, like, the Nick Fury and Maria scene for the Maybe, people but around both, them. But... but they
1: both disappear. But this is like, you get to see the reaction of someone who wasn't involved in the thing and your everyone disappeared. And so I thought that was a cool way to showcase that. Yeah. And then also be like, this is why he wasn't in the movie. Yeah.
0: Because house arrest for both of them.
1: Yep. So we learned that Ant-Man didn't care.
0: Yeah. Uh, Hawkeye actually followed the rules.
1: Mm -hmm. And so we get that. And then we get um, Tony Stark and Nebula on the Milano? Milano. Milano. Think it's Milano. Alyssa Milano? Yes. yes.
0: They're on the um, Alyssa Milano. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry. I was like, the one. The now I just see her
0: face. I'm going to look to see if her face is plastered on the, the side of the ship somewhere.
1: No, but they make a point of that's what she's named. That's what the ship's named after is Alyssa Milano. Mm-hmm. They make that point in like the first Guardians. Um, so we get there and we get to see Tony Stark looking starved to death and Nebula.
0: Tony starved.
1: Hmm. Anyway, uh, we get to see all of, like, the two of them and the fact that they've been fixing the ship and they've just, like, run out of everything. And so we see Tony Stark um, recording his, like, messages to Pepper on the Iron Man helmet in hopes that maybe sometime it would make its way back to her if she wasn't, like, dusted. And we get him lying down pretty much thinking that he's going to die, Because they only have a little while left before they are completely out of all of their resources.
0: I do have to say, you did bring up a good point. He does assume, or just hope, he doesn't know if she made it or not.
1: Nope. That's just his lifeline. Yeah. Is, like, the hope that, you know, Pepper is okay. And so we get that and we get him lying down and Nebula puts him in a seat and all that. And then we're focused on him. And it's that thing of like, I was watching his chest breathe and being like, I think you're still alive. And then we get Captain Marvel. Yep. To the rescue. Yep. And she flies the ship back to Earth. Yep. Anything else to say? Nope. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Um, And then we get a scene that I was really appreciative of. Which is, you know, they take him off the ship. He reunites with Pepper and all of them. And then we get him in the wheelchair because he's like, you know, starved to death, almost dead. And he just yells at Steve. Like, I fully appreciate that they did not skip that. That he was yeah. angry at Steve because of Civil War and all that. And it's like, you ran away. You said we were a team and all that. And then you weren't there. And we maybe if we all had been a team, we could have been fine. But you were all playing, you know, rogue, rogue Avengers in Wakanda and did not care. And called him a liar. Sorry, I have Civil War feelings.
0: But they at least addressed that, as they should, since it was their own movie. Yep. Meaning the Russos. Mm-hmm. They're like, we have to address this because this is part of our own continuity, much less... The rest of the MCU.
1: I mean, they could have easily skipped over it.
0: They could have, but I, I think this movie they wanted to give, give him, give. Uh, I would say Robert and Chris and Natasha too uh, wanted to give them a lot of meaty stuff to deal with. Yeah. So.
1: So we also get to, s- yeah, go ahead. It was just a good scene. It was a good scene. It was a good scene. It was a good scene, and then. We, they, I'm trying to think. So then they, is that when they fast forward? No. Then they, they find Thanos.
0: Yeah. Because they all regroup and then they're like, what do we do? Well, we don't know where to start. He could be anywhere. He has all the power of the world. Oh, no, we got a beacon.
1: No, no Nebula knew.
0: But then they got the thing and they were like, oh, he used it two days ago. Yep. And they're like, he's right. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And so they find him. Um and he's all alone and he's like half destroyed as apparently is what happens when you snap your fingers in the infinity gauntlet you char up your arm and half your face.
0: Yep, and he he had to use it twice for that to happen.
1: Yep, and he disappeared the infinity stones, and it's Steve, Natasha, Thor, Captain Marvel, and Rocket,
0: and Nebula came too.
1: And Nebula. And they're all there to kill him. I said Cap. Oh. I said Steve.
0: Oh. Steve Cap. Yes. Continue. And Thor. I said Thor. How do I just miss all this (laughs) list?
1: You just weren't paying attention. Ugh. But at least you did during the movie. I did. But we get them and then they kill Thanos. Thor kills Thanos.
0: He went for the head.
1: He went for the head. It doesn't help his depression or his weight issues.
0: See? Revenge isn't always the answer.
1: Yeah. Well, no, he's fine. Then he's still fit, Thor.
0: Yes, but that, it didn't help that, him.
1: No, it's it's what caused him to go downhill into a Fortnite player. Um, the
0: lowest of the low.
1: So I don't want this episode to just be us retelling the entire movie. Yeah.
0: No. I would like. Uh, to- I just want to. I just wanted us to get to what I keep. I keep trying to find a better line in the movie, but I think one of my favorite lines, if not my favorite, is, uh, I get emails from a raccoon. <laughs>
1: okay, so Natasha's now, like, in charge of Earth Defense, and she, you know, they're talking about how ridiculous everything is, and they get that.
0: I, that's just one of my favorite lines, that one stuck with me. <laughs> so, I get emails from a raccoon. But
1: that's pretty much act one. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed that movie, that part was probably the slowest part.
0: Well, yeah, because I mean, it had to, it had to build, but it was, it was all of the character stuff, yeah. which I'm, I'm always. funnily enough, it's exactly what's happening in a certain other thing that's gonna have a big battle soon. Yep. Foreshadowing for next time. Indeed. Uh yeah. We'll
1: talk about a different set of Starks.
0: Yes, indeed. Huh. well done. Thanks. I, it's one of my favorite jokes. All the Stark jokes.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, the Starks were really, they they were in the line of fire this week.
0: But yes, but you have to, you have to earn your big battle at the end, even even if it's, or has been earned from many previous movies, you still have to earn it within the own within this one movie. One movie, and so that's what the first part was about. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that part. No,
1: I did too. It was good. Like. I, I will say, like, each was a very good act. And so we get to the point where Ant-Man comes back. And, like, as you wanted to say... The yes. The MVP?
0: The MVP. Uh, what did it call?
1: Mouse Very Productive.
0: Mouse Very Productive, yes.
1: <laughs> uh, because the the mouse is the reason Ant-Man comes back, and it's the reason they can go save everyone, so... I'll,
0: there's one part that whenever the van makes an appearance at the, the final battle, I was so upset that... His friend wasn't there.
1: Oh. Uh, Michael Peña. I'm going to bet he was dusted. Yeah. And the... I
0: I don't remember, actually, because they they posted his picture. No, but they were posting pictures of who made it and who didn't.
1: There was too many pictures, though. Like, there were so many pictures going by.
0: I think he might have been dusted, but I just... Or... Well, if he had been dusted, that's fine, because he would have been one of those people. What? The brought back people.
1: Well, Yeah. Like, I'm sure he's alive now, but uh, he wasn't someone Doctor Strange was going to recruit for a battle. He should have.
0: <laughs> I know a lot of people were like, give me give me Michael Peña recapping the entire 10 years of the MCU.
1: So, this is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm. Um, but we get that. And so how did you like the fact that uh, I think the only person who had found peace in the apocalyptic future was Tony Stark.
0: I'm okay with it because it made sense narratively and emotionally, and it made sense every other way. Mm -hmm. Like, it just made perfect sense. And so...
1: I feel like, though, the fact that he got his happy ending... Because, like, here's the thing about Tony. We don't know about happy. Like, I don't know if happy was dusted. We really never find that out.
0: Oh, you... Because he was there in the after part. Yeah, he wasn't
1: really in there any other time. But they never really made a point that I noticed Mm -hmm. during our first watch. But uh, when it comes to Tony, he had Pepper. He had Rhodey. Like, he had... The only person I can not think of was Happy. He had his main crew. I
0: feel like... Like, there's no... I don't know if there was a confirmation about Happy or not. But I feel like he was. I feel like he was okay.
1: Maybe. But... It
0: didn't seem like he had missed out on anything. But...
1: Yeah. Um, Cause like he interacted with the kid, yeah, well. and so like Tony like found himself and found you know him and Pepper had a child and was happy and uh, it it hurts almost more seeing that after seeing the whole movie because like he had his happy ending he had what he wanted and then it's sad. I'll take it from here. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why I think it it worked because it made. All that made sense. And the the linchpin to doing this plan, the person who could figure out time travel and find a way to, to make everything work, uh, is the one person who doesn't. And so that's why I totally bought it. But, of course, like every other time that Tony Stark has done anything, he can't allow himself to not do that. Yep. He can't allow himself to not it's engineer and to not not progress and to not help help.
1: Like here's the thing. Like when it comes to the entire MCU, he's had the most character progression of anyone. Like I know we talk about Thor being like Thor before then this Thor and now this Thor, but like as an actual character arc of going from who he was in the first Iron Man movie to who he is in this movie, like he goes from being someone who's like, just written off the world and selfish to being the person who just like his biggest care is making sure people are okay. And one of those is Peter because like he failed that kid. And so I think his goal in this whole movie, cause like he, he says it to Steve when they rescue him. Like I, I lost him. I lost the kid. And I don't even think Captain America knows who that is. Like, I don't think,
0: I don't know if he knows how close that they were.
1: But he never met Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah,
1: he did during that. Because the, like,
0: where are you from, kid?
1: Yeah, so I don't know if they actually, like, he realized what it was. He also, he definitely didn't realize the significance of it. Because he just kind of, like, goes past it. Yeah,
0: he's like, oh, the kid died. But he doesn't know, he definitely doesn't know how important Mm -hmm. he is.
1: And so the whole motivation, I think, with Tony Stark was like, yeah, it's saving the lives of everybody, but it's making sure that the people he cares about the most are okay. And, like, you know, that's... Obviously, that's, like, Pepper and Rhodey and Happy, but it's also, like, his daughter. He doesn't want her to get erased by resetting the timeline. Right. And he doesn't want Peter to stay dead. And so, like, his biggest concern, I think, really, are the two kids.
0: Yeah. He's... It's very... And it's they do a good job of making that absolutely crystal clear. Yeah. Because that's that's what he cares about he cares about his, his daughter and he wants to bring peter back and so he's like how can i have my cake and eat it
1: too well like they make a point also in civil war um that one of the big like tony is thinking of like the innocent people because the thing that really pushes him to like deal with the accords and try to make that the the best chance they have is that th- that kid died and is brought up to him and yeah, like that whole, that becomes the face that he sees.
0: The whole thing of Age of Ultron was him failing. Mhm. And trying but failing because of trying. And so yep. that's another reason why he's hasn't he's like I tried to fix things before and I made a sky I made a sky city. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he because of his him trying to do better Ultron came to be yeah and it's one of those things where like Ultron and all that kind of stuff is its own thing but you know whether or not that was a direct correlation of what Tony did or if it was just like going to happen somehow whatever way that everything has been leading up to him trying to figure out how to do it and we're skipping an entire section of movie right now as we talk about this and so we can go back around but it's like what what I really noticed, and because like they do a lot of good about doing callbacks, and not just in the second half, which we'll talk about in a second, but in it, I was just like fully reminded at the end of the movie of, of like the conversation he has of Steve in the Avengers, which is like, you know, you're not the type of man to lay yourself down on the wire and make the sacrifice play, and he's like, I'd rather just cut the wire, and that's that's who Tony Stark is then, is finding the way around it, you know, finding the way to make everyone win, and he comes to the point of realizing that, like, you know, the way for everyone to win is sometimes to make the sacrifice play. And I felt that felt like such a full-circle thing. Mm-hmm. And I real like...
0: This movie is full of circles, and not just Doctor Strange portals.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, so I'll get to my feelings on the ending when we get towards the ending. Yeah. But...
0: I mean, I don't think... There, there's really not a lot to discuss about the, the middle part, except that it was just fun and it was callback-y it was and
1: It was everything you see people saying they wanted, because it's all the in-between moments we don't get to see. And it's everyone getting to have their fun frolic and getting to have the comedy moments. And, it,
0: and closure with their dead parents.
1: <laughs> a lot of closure with the dead parents. Though I still... So I get why they cast old man Howard Stark as... De aging him to younger man Howard Stark. But the fact that they then used young Jarvis from Agent Carter and they, and like, you know, Peggy was there too. But like, the fact that they used young Jarvis is like, okay, but.
0: I know. But there's but, that but, weird but middle line why? of using one of actor When did or you another? stop looking
1: like Robert Downey Jr. and start looking like old man Howard Stark? Because the Dominic guy who plays Howard Stark in Captain America and. Agent Carter. Carter and those ones looks more like Robert Downey Jr. And yeah. I feel like that with the the aging processes that they have. Do
0: you want do you want the answer that you're not gonna like? It might just be which one of those they could get at the time.
1: Maybe, but I also feel like the only one we've seen Tony interact with emotionally yeah. is old man Howard. That's the yeah, and, that's true, and that feels accurate. It was just. When they threw in young Jarvis, who I love. I love Jarvis. That was the only part that made it weird for me. Like, I was fine that they de-aged the dude. But when you throw in Jarvis, I'm like... You're acknowledging Agent Carter. But then
0: you're not. When do you... <laughs> yes. That is the question for every movie. When do you start looking like the other person?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's why they tried to... So, one thing about this movie, especially in that section because they go back like far in time is that they have Disney, Marvel, whatever, have really mastered the de-aging further aging process. So they don't need to cast other actors anymore. Whereas in Captain America, they kind of did. So, because they didn't have the power that they showed in Captain Marvel with de-aging everybody. um, So they had to cast another actor. Now they kind of don't have to. Mm-hmm. And so I think they just use that to their advantage.
0: Yeah, but I think I think it all comes down to what mm. you you said, which was that's the one through the Iron Man movies and like his his story, even up to Civil War. Yep. That was. That was, that was how the actor are. that he interacted with. Yep. So.
1: So I like I feel like that works, but just like, it, just that no, Jarvis throw-in was just weird.
0: But you're happy you got it.
1: Yeah. No. I, I don't have any, like, no, unhappiness with that scene. It's a scene. weird, it's
0: a some more wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey recasting.
1: Oh, God. There's so much wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey in this movie that we can also talk about. But um, during this, so during the fun frolic of, you know, fan service that was the second movie, second act, uh, what were your favorite parts?
0: Uh, that's America's ass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, so they're in So, so we, you, The, the kin- first one
0: Well I just want to say We've had some some running jokes throughout the three hour movie That didn't quite work Yes And now we have the one that did work
1: Well it's not even a running thing through the whole movie it's, Three times But it's three times within the second portion of the movie Still So you have Tony Stark and, and Ant-Man Who are watching Chris Evans'
0: butt was a win for this movie
1: Yes it was it was a win for America. <laughs> so you have uh, Tony Stark and Ant-Man who are like watching the Avengers as they just captured Loki, and and you have Tony made the comment of like his ass really is like that good, and then Ant-Man's like that's America's ass, <laughs> and they're all on comms, and so then you have the fight between Captain America and Captain America, and
0: which was glorious,
1: and older cap, older Cap, like our present day Cap knocks out young Cap, past day Cap, and. He does the fall on the floor, butt up.
0: Yeah, I I had to point I pointed this out to you <laughs> earlier. For any of you Metal Gear fans out there, uh, the character of Johnny—that's who I thought of the whole time. Only only Johnny's would fall with their butt in the air like that.
1: And Captain America's just like, that is America's ass.
0: And it just made me wonder if Avengers One Cap has irritable bowel syndrome like Johnny does, because that's the whole other thing with that character. Oh. Mixing stuff together. Uh,
1: (laughs) No, but we do get, like, cap swearing and stuff like that. I like
0: how it's another air quote, accidentally uh, answering some of the questions that people had. They're like, well, what about, where were the people during Doctor Strange to help during the Battle of New York? Uh, What happened afterwards? I mean, we got a little bit with the damage control in Spider-Man, but it's just like... How did the people deal with that? Well, we got a little bit of that.
1: We did. So, we get the immediacy. So, we see the people protecting the sanctum in New York. And... Um,
0: Go ahead. I'm just excited for the next part to talk about. Which part? The Elevator! Oh,
1: yeah. Um, and then we get, you know, Tony with and everyone collecting all of the, the Scepter and the Tesseract. And so, you know, they're transporting it down. They're handing it over to S.H.I.E.L.D. And then we get Captain America to see we get to see who, who the shield agents were that came to collect the tesseract and the scepter and they're familiar they're um some familiar people from a winter soldier
0: another russo movie
1: some very uh hydra people. hydratic
0: people yeah uh <laughs> some
1: very hydrated people
0: but i love the fact that he was able to diffuse all of that and not repeat that elevator scene by saying hail hydra that was genius and it was and a, a full circle to- moment but yes Go
1: ahead. Oh, it's a call-out moment to the comics, where people were pissed.
0: Yes. And there were so many nods to other comics, some of them very recent, that I was just like, well done. Well done. Because Rhodey mentions, like, maybe we should go back in time and strangle Thanos in his crib, and that is an extremely recent comic, Mm -hmm. and it's amazing. It's Cosmic Ghost Rider. It's awesome. Go read it. But... I was like, oh, they're making nods to things that, that will never happen in in the MCU. But I was like, that was like almost South Park level recent that they were ma- managed to do. And I saw it. Well done. <laughs> uh, and then Thor's calling himself the Asgardians of the galaxy. Yep. That was also recent. I'm like, I see you. <laughs> Not a lot of people. It's, it was like w- several... Little lines and references that only a small handful of people are going to get. But mm-hmm. the people, including myself, that do get that are very appreciative of.
1: And so my question that I, uh, I got left with is we see Loki pick up the Tesseract and spear it away. And then we go later in the timeline to Thor during Thor the Dark World. Where he has, like, a scene with his mother, but we've kind of talked about that. She's awesome, but... Um, also, we got to see Rocket run on four legs, which is interesting. Uh, but we see Loki in there, like, in prison, sort of. Or, like, where he is, pretty much, in Thor the Dark World. But I have... But, but so, Loki gets away with the Tesseract in end of Avengers 1. In this new timeline. He gets away. So, they have to go further back in time to S.H.I.E.L.D., where, you know, that's where Tony has a scene with his dad, that's where Steve sees Peggy, and all of that sort of thing happens, and they find the Tesseract there, but they've made a point of saying in the beginning where, or during this second act where, you know, Bruce talks to the Sorcerer Supreme, Tilda Swinton, to get the Time Stone, um and have their whole conversation, which we can talk about, um, they make a point of saying that, like, you know, taking the stones will make a divergent timeline, except if they return the stones, then it doesn't. So, and then there's, like, the argument of, like, because the past is the pre- now your future, and your future was now your past, and all that, that, like, you can't rewrite timelines and make time paradoxes. If that, if if they're going with the idea that they're still keeping one steady timeline, which seems to be the thing that they were pushing, is that they're not doing the multiple universes thing like some of the other uh, comic book franchises out there, that Loki got away with the Tesseract in the future anyway, despite the fact that technically they took the Tesseract later in time. So, did Loki get away and can technically be alive?
0: I mean... Well, like in the Thor the Dark World part, he's still in prison. So it's like he's somehow still captured. I know, but is that
1: technically the same timeline?
0: I know. It's very very loose. And as I tried to think about it more, I was just like, well, that doesn't work. Because if they're going back to the past to rewrite the... Yeah,
1: but then so you have later on... This is very hard... Because of time travel, this is a very hard movie to talk about in order. So you have... Past Thanos, like, event Guardians of the Galaxy 1 Thanos, coming back in time with Guardians of the Galaxy 1, Nebula, and Gamora, like, pre-everything happening, like, beginning of Guardians 1, that group of people, with him and all of his people, they take their ship back in time. So, they kill Guardians 1, Nebula. But Nebula, our Nebula, present-day Nebula, doesn't die. So, technically, if Loki of that timeline got away somewhere, doesn't mean it's the same Loki of the Thor 2 timeline that we saw, but it is, but they could be in a different path.
0: I think, amongst all of that, is the clearest explanation of how Loki can come back that we will ever get.
1: Yeah. I feel like... They couldn't have made that a thing, for no reason. Yeah, there was th- everything in this movie for the most part, like felt purposeful. Like everything they did, all the choices they made, were for a reason. Like it was a f- for a reason call out. It was for a reason to bring back later in that movie. It was like yeah. everything ha- was... they they made a point for everything.
0: Yeah, so the that would mean that like the nineteen seventy Tesseract stealing was so they could have it in the present. Uh, but
1: And it gets returned, because I'm betting that's the last one that Steve returns. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that they Loki didn't still get away with the Tesseract later, and we don't know, because it's never addressed, if they catch him again with the Tesseract. Yeah. Or if that like changed something for that part of the timeline. Yeah. Because technically, they changed a whole bunch of stuff.
0: Yeah. Unless... They're using that final snap to reverse everything. But they didn't. But I mean, like, the the final snap could have been like, we're going to smooth out any timeline. <laughs> dear, dear Infinity Stones, please correct, course correct, any mistakes that we made. But they can't,
1: this. because we're still, at the end, left with pre-Guardians 1 Gamora.
0: Well, you know how it was like, they called him the branches? I bet, and his... And his wish upon an infinity gauntlet that any branches or, like, extra things were fixed. I... Because I, uh, he, couldn't, he couldn't fix the, the current timeline, but any, like, branches he maybe could have fixed.
1: No, because they make... So they make a very specific point of saying that the only way to make it one full timeline is to return the stones where they were supposed to be. So the snap can't do that.
0: I guess that's fair. Like,
1: if, if it wasn't... I would agree with you if it wasn't for the fact that they make a point of saying that we have to return the stones to keep the universe from, like, going postal. Like, that's the whole point of... So, one of the scenes is Bruce going to the Sanctum with with uh, Sir Supreme Tilda Swinton to get the time stone, and she's like, no, I would never do that. You're too early for Doctor Strange. It's still gonna be a few years before he gets here. Um, and then Bruce is like, well, you know, he's the one who gave Thanos the stone, and she's like, WTF, oh my god, I must have made a mistake, I like let me f- give you the thing.
0: I like the fact that, uh, you know, the general rule is you can't tell someone that you're from the future, but it was okay to tell her. Cause she because she already knew. Yeah, because that's what she deals with. Yep. Like She's like, this is just a regular day occurrence. Oh yeah, you're from the future, cool, yeah, this is another Tuesday.
1: Yeah, and she's just like, you know... Uh, Stephen Strange is supposed to be the best of us If he gave it to you There's a reason Or he gave it to Thanos There's a reason So she gives him the stone But like that's where we learn about Like the timeline thing And like how We're supposed to get the idea That the timeline works And given that she's the Sorcerer Supreme Who like deals with all this stuff I generally trust that she Out of anyone Knew what she was talking about So since they do make a point of like returning all the stones, there that has to mean that like whatever happened, happened, and everything is course corrected into one universe and not like multiple like a multi universe thing, but everything that happened happened.
0: Point is Loki fans There's hope. There's a chance. Yep. <laughs> Loki fans everywhere. So you're saying there's a chance.
1: Yep. So That's pretty much the second half is just like the playful romp of everything. And then we get to the Soul Stone, which is actually where I would say the third act starts. Yeah. Which is so... Like
0: we It's time to buckle down and get serious again.
1: Yep. So you get Clint and Natasha going to get the Soul Stone. Um, So I guess the other thing that we should talk about very briefly is the fact that um, Rhodey and Nebula are going to get the Power Stone from Chris Pratt.
0: And they notice him singing and dancing to himself because there are no, there's no music around him only in his, his headphones. headphones.
1: And we zoom out of his headphones for that. Um, so we get that and we learn that Nebula and current, our current timeline Nebula and pre timeline Nebula are on the same, like brain Fi And so Thanos of pre guardians one learns about all the stuff that happened post guardians one via the Nebula network. And, um, decides to take, like, kidnap Nebula, and, you know, Nebula plays on Gamora's, the fact that, you know, she keeps working her because she knows that Gamora doesn't like Thanos and all of that, and so Nebula, so pre-Guardians Nebula takes, uh, present-day Nebula's, like, little headpiece thing to pretend to be her and go back with the rest of the Avengers who are time-traveling it's important to note that because it makes the rest of it make sense. And it makes like the the rise of act 3. And so we have um Clint and Natasha for the Silstone, there's Red Skull. We've seen this before, it's Infinity War. And like Infinity War, we have to make a sacrifice. One of the things that I was sad about was that so I think so Natasha makes the ultimate sacrifice. And I feel like that scene was really good. The way that they played that scene was really good. I think the aftermath of dealing with the fact that Natasha sacrificed herself was a letdown. Because I feel like at the point in which it happened in the movie, they didn't get to give it its due service and they don't really come back around to it. hmm So, like, she... Only,
0: like, a little nod at the end. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I feel like that, like, one of the bigger disappointments is the fact that they didn't give Black Widow her due remorse, because I feel like she earned it, and we got that with Gamora. Like, Mm -hmm. it was a big stickler point of the rest of that movie, is the fact that Gamora died on that, for that same reason. But we also learned that, apparently, if you die for the Soul Stone... You don't get to come back. That becomes what, in Doctor Who terms, is a fixed point in time. Um, so we know that Natasha is gone for good, and like Scarlett Johansson did a really good job with that. Like she, I,
0: I liked that because I really they did a really good job of making it where like I don't know of who was gonna. I mean, I had my suspicions, but they do a good job of like no, both of these characters would want to make the sacrifice and both are willing and it's just a matter of who can top the other one and actually make the sacrifice
1: and i think it comes from the fact that like natasha is sacrificing for her family which is the only family she had whereas clint will get his family yeah and i think that's her big thing um is that she's doing it for her family and to do it for her family clint needs to live
0: and she's doing it for his family, too, yep. because she is Let's mean, Natasha. his Natasha.
1: Yeah, so his family is also her family. Yeah. So she wants to make sure they're okay, and to do that, she wants she needs Clint to be alive. And so we get that moment, and I just, I wish that the aftermath of that was better. Yeah. Like, that. that's No, pro- I agree. That was, so, wh- how I went from 2.5 to 3 includes two things. 1.5 was the thing with Natasha. Uh, I would actually probably give that a 1. I would give Banner a 0.5. Mm-hmm. Because I really, like, Natasha was, like, the aftermath of her death was a letdown. Um, but that is what I would consider the beginning of Act 3, because we come back and we have uh, pre-Guardians Nebula pretending to be post-Guardians Nebula, <laughs> present-day <laughs> Nebula. And then we get the Bruce... Should have now. just
0: put some nail polish on her or something so you could tell the two apart.
1: No, that's what the head thing's for. I know. I'm just. <laughs> I know. Um. So we get, they've got all the stones, and Bruce does a snap. And does and Bruce is actually the one to bring everyone back. We had so how did you like that moment that that was what was going on?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it just as crazy and as. Over the top and ridiculous as this movie is, they did so many things that were logical. Mm-hmm. We have the we have the stones. Okay, we know how powerful it is, and not like one entity is meant to hold this. Who is our strong? Who can we entrust to it? The act. The obvious answer is Hulk. So that was that. Because they make the a point a that like forward. the stuff
1: coming off of the stones is like gamma radiation or something.
0: Yeah, that I mean. They didn't need to do that though.
1: No, but like it—it it gives a a physical reason rather than just being the big green. Because the thing is, like, if it's about power, him or Thor or Captain Marvel should be powerful enough to do it. Though Captain Marvel, I think, is pieced out by then.
0: Yeah, she's not there.
1: No, the, the there is an issue of them not knowing what to do with Captain Marvel. But I do think some of it is because like she's a tank, and they didn't want to tank out pre. Final battle? Yeah. And you, also... You'd
0: have, you'd have to... It would mess up their tank versus DPS versus healer uh, stratagem. <laughs> <laughs> That's... There we go. That's the... Story. Yep.
1: And, and also, I think this movie was made before Captain Marvel was released, and they weren't sure the how Captain Marvel would go over, so I think they didn't want to lean too heavily into Captain Marvel.
0: Well, with... Uh, Hulk having gangly arm now, I think you can replace that tank in the party.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed. So, like, we get Hulk, he brings the back, it's, like, a really big moment, and you're like, oh my god, it worked, you know, people are happy, and then Thanos time travels and blows up the entire compound. That, that moment was actually really well done. Like, that yeah. sense was, it really was like, oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was... Was a lot
1: because he comes and just like pretty much nukes the place yeah and so like you don't know if like is this the moment where everyone gunned down. Also,
0: at? why is it that every place that tony stark build just gets destroyed
1: because he invites all of his super friends to live there and you put all the super friends not dc uh at in... least he
0: didn't give away his address this time
1: <laughs> he didn't i mean but he did still put a giant a on the side of the building. A. a. It's, which is like a target, but like you put all your most powerful people in one place. When the bad guy comes, he knows where to go and just like blow them up. But also he's tracking Nebula.
0: Yeah, but this is. Oh, Tony. Don't. Don't.
1: Tony just wanted to have a family.
0: I know, but he should leave his architecture ideas to someone else.
1: Well, to be fair, at, at that point, he'd kind of given up the compound. Like he. He I gave just, up the idea of the Avengers. No
0: more, no more building, Tony. No more building.
1: I mean, he's not gonna.
0: Yeah. Hey, I didn't do it that time. You did that.
1: No, you did because you're like, no more building, Tony. Well,
0: I didn't do. I didn't go there.
1: We're gonna get there, right? So everyone's back. Thanos blows up the ship. It was a really cool moment, like that. That feeling of like, what? <laughs> this is all happening again? Because Thanos' whole thing when they find him in the beginning is like. I'm inevitable. He keeps repeating that. We hear it when he says it the first time. We hear him repeat it in Nebula's memories as uh, pre-Guardian Thanos hears it. And pre-Guardian Thanos gets to learn, like, I did it all and now I can do it again and better. Because Because for him, he's like, I am the universal constant. You know? I'm...
0: And I'm nine years younger, and I'm hot and fresh and ready to battle.
1: I mean, some people was like, oh, Thanos, you big purple daddy. Yeah. I don't get it. That's gross. Don't da- on. Don't date raisins.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but then we get, um, I mean, the coolest, as we're talking cool parts, like the coolest parts of the movie with... Uh, Cap and Thor and Hulk going into battle. And Iron uh, Man. And Iron Man. But, like... Well, they're...
1: for a lot of it, which was weird, which is interesting to me, they made a big trifecta of Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man.
0: Right, because of the... Avengers. Doth mother know no, you wear her drapes. drapes? Full circle. Yes. Uh, but, I mean, the battle's cool. Thor has two weapons now.
1: And then so we. thing that everyone wanted well so we get a lot of big one-on-one moments with thanos which i think is cool because thanos like he's like "I, there's no way i'm losing like that that's his thing he's like i am the universal constant i am the one who is going to you know no matter what happens i am meant to do this
0: i am the one who beats you I am the one who wins. Yes, that's right. Next normal reference that you did not expect in this podcast,
1: <laughs> which really you should, given our history. Get
0: to the part with Cap.
1: Okay, so Thor is fighting Thanos. Like he's the one who gets to have like the first like one-on-one battle with Thanos, from what I remember. It, it remember we've only seen this once. Um, and gets to have his thing and fight and you know. Because Thanos is actually like a really strong dude, you know. Thor's getting his face beat in, and he's dropped his weapons everywhere. And Thor, and in in the mirroring of the fact that Thor uh, buried his uh, Stormbreaker in Thanos's chest the first time, Thanos is attempting to push Stormbreaker into Thor's chest. And I and I know it's a mirror for us of like that moment. I don't know if it's a mirror for pre-Guardian stand like, I don't know if he saw that part, because Nebula wasn't there.
0: I, I think that was more of a coincidence I think on his was, part.
1: Yeah, I think it was a mirror for us, the audience. But, so we're getting that moment, and then we debate about what we think happened. You said you see Thor calling for his hammer. I say Thor was trying to not be stabbed by a thing. I didn't see him reach out for the hammer.
0: It looked to, m- it looked to me, it's we're, could was be it- getting into a who shot first. Yep, kind of a thing. But it looked to me like Thor was like, okay, I need to call the hammer and knock him away so I can not get stabbed by my own axe, uh, and then it looped around.
1: And see, for me, I saw Thor like too much concentrating on not being axed in the chest, and I. To me, it was like someone else called the hammer. And then we get the moment of the hammer coming down on Thanos and looping back around because it hit him. And you see Cap has the hammer because Cap is worthy. Yes. Go ahead.
0: That
1: was no, the moment you no, wanted.
0: Yes. No. Cap is Cap is worthy. Cap is worthy. I mean, and we all knew or all hoped going well, like, back to Age of Ultron. Ultron where
1: it just kind of moved.
0: Yeah. I think it should have moved. I he should have been able to pick it up there, but it But the vision moment was really cool too. Yeah, with that. But yeah, uh it was cool. It starts the battle. You think he's going to die cuz his shield gets broken and that's when we get everybody.
1: Yeah, so the most expensive so, no, movement so so move, so so, so, so cuz you're cuz you're missing the really cool visual. Dude, I was like it's one of those things that it was such a cool visual of you have Thanos and all like he brings all of his army, like that whole army that, and more so that they fought at the end of Infinity War. It's there.
0: He has the the dog, the the alien dogs and Chitari with him, and
1: the Chitauri and all those ships and his like kids or whoever they're the supposed- Black Order. Yes, uh, I just always think Proxima Midnight and the other ones, <laughs> <laughs> and you know the baby of Squidward and Voldemort. Is also there. Ebony Maw. Yep. Um, So you have all of them. And you see... just It's... Like the visual when they zoom out is Cap walking forward. Like just solo Cap. Because, you know, everyone else has been knocked down. Tony did fight a little bit and get knocked down. Um, And then you have Thanos and his army. And you're just like, oh my god. Oh my god. And then you hear on your left. And it's Sam's voice even though he's not the first one we see, you see all like a doctor strange portal open and out walks black Panther and Shuri and McCoy. yes. And all of like you get the black Panther entrance and then Sam flies in and then just all the portals open everywhere.
0: Most expensive moment in movie history. Cause they had to pay a lot of people.
1: <laughs> like it's everyone pretty much like it's, Everyone. Anyone you wanted to make a cameo in this movie was there.
0: Everyone was there.
1: And so, then we get the battle in Earth. And even,
0: even with everyone showing up, Captain Marvel was still late.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we get everyone doing a fight. And, you know, we get the reunion with Tony and Spider-Man. And he's like, Dr. Stark, or... Mr. Stark, I, 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 remember being on the planet, and then was like, and then I must have like passed out, and he and he finally gets the Tony Stark hug that he wanted since Spider Man. He's just not, he's not just leaning over to open the door. Yep. <laughs> uh, and so we get all of that. And also, Wong. <laughs> I know Wong was there. It, it was like every, it was everybody, and it was so cool. I Like, you just have that moment of just, like, awe because, like, y- never in any kind of movie do you have that. Like, just everyone that you could possibly care about walking out of course, Pepper, yes yeah, Pepper fr- like, in the rescue armor.
0: Like, full-blown rescue. Rescue to the rescue.
1: I know! It was so cool.
0: That I was not... Ex- I knew, like, we would get everyone, we'd get this final battle, but I didn't think that she would be back in the, the armor.
1: No. And I did because she did a thing where she tweeted a selfie that showed this part, and uh, people were like, "Is she gonna be?" And then she had to delete it. And that oh. was that was a long time ago that she did that.
0: I, I remember like some people were wondering, but I didn't realize that there was a tweet that with yeah the there picture. was
1: a, there was a picture a long time ago that she had to delete.
0: Well, yes. Yeah. So I mean, nergasms across the board, yeah. everywhere. Uh, Nergasms from every orifice for wait, that part.
1: Oh, that's so good. And then you have Captain Captain Marvel arrives and flies through a ship. And you're like, well, finally, someone get her a cell phone and not a pager.
0: And apparently her favorite thing to do is fly through ships.
1: I mean, if, I'm you, afraid, if you have the choice.
0: But as someone who was, like, uh, formerly a, a pilot, we need to remind her that sometimes you stay in the ship. You fly in the ship and not through the ship.
1: Okay, but... The shortest distance between one I place just, and another is a straight line. Just
0: the the point I just think I just have the funniest image of her being like, "Okay, we're going to fly this." And she just like Pfft. she's like, "Oh, I flew through it." <laughs> she's like, "I can't not fly through ships anymore. It's my thing now."
1: Yep, 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 yep. Um and so we have that battle and then we get which was a really cool moment and I want that movie was all of the ladies minus Black Widow doing a so before that, we get like Parkour City where uh that's like keep the th- keep the infinity gauntlet away from Thanos.
0: And I mean, people harp on Hawkeye, but he had he held the infinity gauntlet longer than anyone else, at least like physically holding it, I not mean, wearing it. he
1: did have to be rescued by uh from Pre-Guardians Nebula by Current Nebula and Pre-Guardians Gamora. But who so Pre-Guardians Gamora He had and, the ball for
0: the he had the Ball coverage for the longest amount of time.
1: Yes, but... uh, He
0: handled uh, balls for the longest. But
1: I do want to, like, make a point of, like, Gamora is... The pre-Guardians Gamora is becoming the Gamora that we know. But she's still in that, like, I hate everyone. But at least she and Nebula seem to have, like... Current Nebula seem to have, like, a connection.
0: Yeah, they got their their two-movie plot condensed.
1: Yes. But, well, it's because the whole reason that they hadn't before is because Nebula took so long to get there. And now Nebula's there. And so I look forward to seeing in Guardians 3, hopefully...
0: The reverse.
1: Yeah, the reverse. Because here's the thing. I mean, other than the fact that I'm a big fan of Karen Gillian, I really like Nebula. Because she's fun. I And I forget sometimes that she was so much like... Bleh! The yeah. whole time. But I really enjoy her. Like, And so... Anyway, I just wanted to make that point that I enjoyed that moment. I enjoyed the fact that, like, I hope that they get more stuff to do in the next Guardians movie. Fast forwarding again, we get the whole like hot potato with the hot the, potato, hot potato with the Infinity Gauntlet, and you get like parkour with Black Panther. You get Swing City with uh, Spider Man
0: and his instant kill.
1: And his instant kill armor, which was really funny. And I also enjoyed the fact that he got to ride on the Pegasus with Valkyrie, who was really underutilized in this entire movie.
0: That's the thing. When they have powerful characters and they're not sure what to do with some of them.
1: But it's always the powerful ladies that get written off. Rhodey gotta be there the whole time.
0: She got to ride off.
1: Yeah, but so she, you know, she she was in the city with Thor. And she's been, like, de facto leader because Thor's been... Whatever he was. Um, but she rides in on her horse or Pegasus, whatever.
0: Amy uh, talks with her hands. I was just following it with my eyes.
1: Meh. Oh, can I? Do, what can I say? It's just what I do. Um, but we get her riding in on her horse and she catches Peter at one point and it was really funny because Peter's like, What the? What, ah! <laughs> and so we got the really nice Spider Man moment. And Two
0: characters you did not expect to interact among everything.
1: Nope. Yep. And then, uh, is, then Thanos gets the gauntlet. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, well, we have, and the Thanos gets the gauntlet, and when we have the Lady Avengers, uh, all the ladies of Marvel get together to go get the Lady
0: Avengers, the Le- Avengers, Avengers.
1: Yeah. And so, sh- uh, they're there to get the gauntlet. Away from Thanos, Um, I'm pretty sure I'm missing one catch all in there, Um, but it was a really cool moment of like all the ladies being like about to beat up on Thanos. And they
0: had a good, they had a they had a balanced party. They had their tanks and they had their DPS and they had their healers, and that was that was a match party, which means that they could do like the next Avengers movie could be all the ladies.
1: Yeah, I'd be down.
0: I'd be very happy for that.
1: And so we get that, and you get Captain Marvels. Fighting Thanos. Uh, Scarlet Witch gets her moment against Thanos for, like, killing Vision. And scares him enough that he calls all of his people to, like, just destroy everything. Yep. And then Captain Marvel gets to come in and beat his ass.
0: Thanos pooped his pants a little bit.
1: Yep. He was scared. And we have that moment. But they can't get the gauntlet away from him.
0: And so he's about to do it again when he stopped, and then stuff happens, and he's fighting, and and then Tony gets it.
1: Uh, so Tony the end. every time <laughs> ever since once Doctor Strange comes back, Tony makes a point of being like, you know, you said there was one way we were gonna do this. Is is this the only way? And I just like. Benny Cumberbatch did a good job of looking like he hated what he was doing. Like, for someone who's like very much like pro, just going for the earth, you can see that he's not happy that he has to do this.
0: He was, he was happy to bring everyone back, but every other moment, he was because like...
1: his only other real interactions are with Tony, where Tony's like, you know, you said this was one thing. He's like, I can't, I can't tell you what happens. No are spoilers, you- bro. Yep.
0: Hashtag don't spoil the endgame, since <laughs> <says> Doctor Strange.
1: <laughs> and so you get the moment where, like, Thanos is going to snap his fingers, and Tony's fighting him and gets pushed away, and he looks over and he meets eyes with with Doctor Strange, and Doctor Strange just does the one finger. Like, this is the one ending.
0: At first, I I couldn't tell if he was doing a one or if he was pointing up.
1: No, it was a one.
0: I, I didn't know if it was a double-purpose finger. But no, because Thanos... No, I didn't. It, yeah. it was... Yeah.
1: It, you just see him, like, do the one, because this is the one ending, and this is, like, for all the marbles, and...
0: Are them all the Marvel marbles.
1: Yep. Yeah. And so Tony goes again, and he gets pushed away again, and Thanos snaps his fingers, and it's just... Thunk. I was really hoping Tony would only took, like, a stone. And then you go over, and you see Tony, and his Iron Man gauntlet has all of the stones on it. And he just, like, the look on his face. Robert Downey Jr. did such a good job. Like, he did He su- would
0: never get nominated, but to me, he did an award-worthy performance.
1: No, he did such a good job. And he just is... Because Thanos is... Like, again, they keep repeating. Thanos saying, I'm inev- I am inevitable. And Tony Stark is just like...
0: Inevitable.
1: Inevitable. It's, and
0: so, it's so hard to say. It
1: is. But then you have Tony Stark, and he's just like, I am Iron Man. And snaps his fingers. And like they've established, it, it hurts you. And Tony isn't... Like, he's already gone through so much physically. He's not built to take
0: that. Even if he was tip-top shape, it still wouldn't matter. It would have been the same.
1: It, it Like, he's not made physically to do that. But he does it anyway. And that's what I mean by, like, it was a full circle from, like, the moment... Like, in general, everything around Tony through the entire movies have always been, you know, Iron Man, yes, Tony Stark, no, was the consensus of everybody come Iron Man 2. um, That was his, that was the report Natasha gave him, was Iron Man, yes, Tony Stark, no. And you have, you know, Captain America being like, big guy in a suit of armor, what are you outside of it? And you're not, you know, you're not a hero, you're not, the one who will make a sacrifice play, you won't do that. And then you have Tony being like, the only way for anything to be okay is for me to do this. And it's not a moment... Suck it, Cap. <laughs> well, that, that, and it's not... And and I don't mean this in, like, the sense... It's a hero moment for the character. It's not a hero moment for Tony. It's not done for the purpose of that. Do You know what I mean? Because I think it would be different if it was, like, him doing it because it was, like... This is my time. This is my time to be a hero. And it's not. It's like, this is the only way I, I have to do it. Does that make sense? Which I feel like is, is the reason I'm not as upset about the fact that this was the end of Tony Stark. I'm not okay with it. And I still don't want to talk about it. But... When, so when this whole thing was announced, my thought process behind, like, them potentially killing Tony Stark was, like, if it's earned, if it's the right thing, then I will accept it. Or, like, I will be okay with it. As just, like, the canon for the universe. Self-canon doesn't have to match canon for the universe, but that's a fandom thing and that's the culture I grew up in but i i feel like as a character he got the best exit and the best full arc i think you will see in like cinematic history for a long 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 time
0: i don't think i mean people are already trying to replicate that and i don't think that's going to happen
1: no cuz well so here's like the thing they earned it like they had the slow build they had the moments they had they the-
0: had a 10 year build <laughs> Yeah, like, they
1: didn't rush it. And so, like, they had the buildup to get to that point and have it feel like it was supposed to go there. It didn't have to go there, but it didn't feel like it wasn't. To, like, it didn't feel like they pushed it. Does that make sense? And so, no one else is, is taking that time. And no one else is, like, making that. Happen and it just, I, I don't think you'll see some of that. I don't think I'll like, I like I said, I pick my favorites well. Like, there's a reason Tony Stark was my favorite.
0: He's a lot of people's favorites, I know. He's mine too.
1: It's just so, it like, it hurts, and I don't want to think about it a lot. But if you were gonna get a off, I don't think you're gonna get a better one than Robert Downey Jr.
0: And then nothing else sad happens at the end.
1: <laughs> uh, so to wrap up, on the ending.
0: Yeah, we what get the think? closure for Cap, uh, which was really nice. I, I, you remember on this podcast, I was like, I want him to like somehow travel back and get to be with Peggy. Yep. And that's what happened.
1: Yep. he gets. We get the happily ever after with Peggy. He's like, Tony made this life sound really good. So I'm going to try it.
0: And he did. And the question that everyone's been asking, like, well, who's going to be Captain America now? And so it looks like it's going to be Sam.
1: Falcon, which I think is a good choice because out of him and Bucky in the movies, he's got the best development.
0: Yeah, and it So I will
1: take female Avengers and Falcon.
0: Yeah, that's cool.
1: Yeah, I'm happy with that. And it's a moment for him. Like, you can see the moment for Sam. And I, and I thought that was really cool.
0: Yeah, he was very reluctant, because he's like, "I can I still fly?
1: Well, it, <laughs> no, he's like, it, it, it doesn't feel like mine. Yeah. And he's like, it is. So Steve, old man Steve, that now came back from... So Steve goes to return the Infinity Stones, and you know he's not coming back. Like, you know he's not coming back, Bucky knows he's not coming back. But everyone else thinks he's coming back, and so when they do like the five second thing, and then they're going to bring it back, nothing happens, and then you see old man Steve sitting on a bench.
0: Also, sneak, stealth, sneeve, sneeve, <laughs> stealth, Steve, like old man, like sneaking through a funeral to sit on a bench, and no one saw him.
1: Right, um, and it's just like it's a it's a really good scene.
0: Although that further proves the theory that. That's Steve is Solid Snake. Because <laughs> it's very... There are a lot of similar things. But anyway, second Metal Gear reference. I
1: also really enjoy the fact that he's like, are you going to tell me about her? Like, the lady that you married or whatever? And he's like, no. No. I don't think it will. I thought that was really cute. Um, I, I still think... So, hopping to a slightly other thing. We get the progression of all the people there to, like, say goodbye to Tony. I still think that's harley from iron man 3 yeah
0: i just remember being there's rando
1: angsty teen
0: who is this kid i don't know who he is but yeah i think you're right once you pointed it out it's the kid from iron man 3
1: because the thing about tony is he's like collecting kids not in a creepy way but in like a mentory father figure way and he's been doing that since iron man 3 and so i think that's what i think it is and i have no confirmation or whatever i'm sure there's a million things out there now that i haven't looked at but that that was that, and I thought that was a really nice thing to include.
0: Maybe like a Young Avengers kind of a thing.
1: Maybe because he would be a good Iron Lad. Mm-hmm. If we don't have that from Morgan, Morgan, who I hope gets to do stuff like the character, yeah, if not the little girl, because um, we here's the thing when it comes to like the Young Avengers, if if he's Iron Lad, which technically like would change up the Young Avengers because Iron Lad is King the Conqueror, gone back in time in the Young Avengers. Um, Cassie Lang is a Young Avenger. She's... I forget what they call her. But she does the same thing ant does.
0: And you could have uh, Hawkeye's daughter as well.
1: If she, if she becomes Hawkeye. Yeah. If she is the Kate Bishop that we've heard about. He does
0: call her Hawkeye in the movie.
1: I know. That's why I wonder if they're going to kind of rewrite Kate Bishop.
0: But yeah, so...
1: So that I don't know. So wrapping up all the things, Thor ends up with the Guardians, which you said you thought was gonna happen. Yeah,
0: I. It just seemed a natural fit to be Guardians Three, with Thor.
1: Yeah, I just don't want him to be Big Lebowski Thor. No, please just stop. Um, I'm I'm betting that uh, Guardians Three is Guardians Three: The Search for Gamora. To go find. Uh, pre Guardians one Gamora to make her as close to post Guardians Gamora as they can. Um, I'm happy that she's not dead, but I it's it it will never be the Gamora we had. Any other final thoughts?
0: Mm, no. No. No.
1: How did you feel about no post credit scene? Good. I I found the heartbreak in the fact that the Marvel level comes up and you hear the tink, tink. Tink. That hurt.
0: I wasn't sure what it was at first. I was like, what is that sound?
1: It's Tony doing his thing. No, I got
0: it, but I didn't register with me right away like it should have.
1: Yeah. So I I do wonder what they're going to do because we're facing a whole different landscape.
0: Yep. Which they said a long time ago.
1: But we had no Black Widow. Hawkeye's pretty much going to be retired. Tony is gone. In body, not in the rest of it. We have Old Cap, who's pretty much at the end of his story. We have Thor, who's off with the Guardians. But prob- most likely not going to have another solo movie. And Bruce, who's now physically forever, you know, one arm down, pretty much. So all of our post-Avengers are... Pretty much, like, all of our original adventures pretty much out of duty.
0: Yeah. Pretty much.
1: And so we are left to see where the Marvel Universe will go. The first answer is Spider-Man. Yep. But what we... And so also apparently all of Peter's friends were also dusted because they're still in the same grade. <laughs> and not five years older.
0: They're like, Whoo, we don't have to, like we don't have to do any weird paperwork and everything. So I'm
1: I'm I am curious to see if they acknowledge that in this next thing is the fact that like part of the world is 5 years older than the other part of the world. I think we can't be sh- for sure until like the next thing, but I'm pretty sure that's that's the idea cuz Hawkeye's family doesn't look any older.
0: Mhm.
1: So what are your thoughts for the next step of the Marvel Universe?
0: Uh, keep it small. I think you don't want d- to
1: go galactic. Uh,
0: I mean, with Guardians three being the exception, I want them to. I'm not. I'm just putting. You know. So, with the exception of Guardians, I want it to be smaller stories with like character focus again. Yeah. Uh, we've we've gone as epic as we can go, f- pretty much ever. So and that for a very long time. It. So yeah, that's, I think that's the way to do it. And that's what they, they did with other, like after the first Avengers, you know, bring it back to, to smaller, yeah. smaller scale stories.
1: Yeah. I, I'm curious to see what happens and what the aftermath is. I think my, my judgment on how well this movie is executed is going to be partially in the follow-up in how they show the aftermath.
0: Yeah, and we, we're we still not exactly sure if the this Spider-Man is after. I think so.
1: They keep saying it is, but they also have done the thing of like deleting the years from things. Mm-hmm. But, so that this does not become an Avengers movie, <laughs> I think we need to wrap up with, we would love to know what you thought about Avengers Endgame. Uh, did it break you? Did it disappoint you?
0: It added to my short list of movies that I cried in. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, next time that you guys see us, Hear we will us. be in your minds. You see us in your mind goggles. <laughs> we will be talking about another big, uh, big, epic battle that ends with the loss of characters that we like.
1: Most likely, anyway. We haven't seen it, so we don't know. That's tomorrow for us. Yes. Just put all the heartbreak into one weekend.
0: All the Starks are in trouble this weekend.
1: And it doesn't seem good so far. (laughs) But until next time, thank you for listening to Talk Nary to Me, Baby. I am Amory by the Sea on all social medias.
0: And I am Case Crusader on all the things.
1: We hope you will join us again next week. Until then, goodbye. Ouch.